Hello, mothlings, ghouls, and creatures of the night. You must have been attracted to our light. You are listening to the Midnight Moth Podcast. I am your host, Wednesday Winters, from the band Pumpkin Guts, and this is your co-ghost, Leona Preston. Hi. You're walking home late one night with nothing but the street lights to give you company. Suddenly, you feel something rub up against your leg. Looking down with a bit of shock, you see a cat. The cat purrs at you happily and pads along beside you. It sticks by you all the way home. By the time you reach your door, you've decided to keep this new friend. When you reach down to scoop the cat up, it looks up at you intently with glowing eyes and then vanishes. You have just had an encounter with a spectral animal. All right, guys. So our episode today is going to be covering spectral animals or ghost animals. And there's a few different types of spectral animals that we're going to be talking about today. And um, specifically, there's four different types, according to blackthornandstone.com. So the four different kinds are entity ghost animals, imprint ghost animals, elemental ghost animals, and harbinger ghost animals. And like, honestly, the titles for those, they're kind of you know, they're kind of self-explanatory, but we'll give you a little definition for each one of them. The most popular one, and if you've ever had an encounter, it's more than likely this type, is the entity ghost animal, which is mostly what we'll be talking about today. So an entity ghost animal is a interactive, unpredictable, and self-aware ghost, and it's usually a person's pet is the most popular con because it's like, you know, people who see their cats roaming around their house or you know they can feel their dogs lick their leg or things like that that's Mm. an entity ghost animal a imprint ghost animal is like a non-interactive animal who doesn't seem to be aware of its immediate surroundings and an example of that would be like a horse drawing a carriage but it's just going in one path and it just appears that like they're doing the exact same thing like over and over on a loop then I would also kind of be like what the the headless horseman like it's very reminiscent of that it's very much like a it doesn't have to be a horse but I mean that's <laughs> that's where my brain immediately goes when I think of something like that that's one of the best examples because like that's like the best example yeah yeah because like horses have jobs and like most of the time like <laughs> because horses have jobs they're contributing citizens they pay taxes i mean like they're they're like work animals you know so like they most likely spend their lives doing a job doing the same thing over and over yeah so they would be more likely to just keep doing the same thing over and over even in death right (laughs) (laughs) anyway i'm moving on and then there's an elemental ghostly animal which is like hellhounds like demon animals so the thing with an elemental ghostly animal is most of the time it's not like an actual animal it's just something that's taken on the form of an animal right yeah not an animal that was ever an actual animal it's more likely something from the spiritual realm that is just taking on the form of some kind of animal like the deer in our banshee episode yes absolutely the exact same thing uh they're most often 
seen as being demonic or ominous. And a lot of the time, uh, again, just like in our Banshee episode, they don't even look exactly like a normal representation of that animal. They just look similar. So, like, for example, like I said, a hellhound, right? Like most of you guys know what a hellhound is. Uh, So a hellhound doesn't look like just a regular dog. It looks something like a dog but they're supposed to be like huge and have these big glowing red eyes and these huge teeth and things like that so it's like resembling a dog yeah okay and then last we've got a harbinger ghostly animal which is a animal in the real world that's still physically here but it carries very strong spiritual energy like a familiar familiar yes that is exactly what i was getting ready to say so like a like a witch's familiar is usually like an animal that's like attached spiritually to that witch and they carry messages like to who they're connected to basically they can help you to see like visions and things like that they can warn you about stuff like just different kind of things like that also some people think that they can be used also to like um carry out curses to other people if you had like a cat who was a familiar, you could tell it, you know, I want to put a curse on so-and-so. So then that cat would like kill a mouse and take it to that person's house and leave it there. And then that would carry the curse. Okay, thank you. All right. So we've got a few stories about spectral animals that we were going to talk to you guys about. And like I said, most of what we're talking about today will be the entity animals, but we'll tell you what each type is as we get to it. I also, I want to say too, like, I think a lot of people don't even consider that animals can become ghosts and stuff. You hear far less, like, reports about animal ghosts. I think it kind of goes back uh, with, like, the whole thing of people not really taking ghost sightings seriously and stuff like that. You know, it's still not a completely widely accepted thing. And so I guess, like, there's still a lot of people out there who who don't even like value animals you know there's still a lot of stigma even around like when you have a pet die there's certain people who do not understand you being like real sad and heartbroken about it because they don't get it because like it's just an animal so you got a lot of those people who are still out there and I think that's why you don't hear as much about like ghost animal reportings and stuff just because like they're not valued as highly as like what humans are I guess like you'd probably be looked at as being more crazy for reporting a ghost animal than you know like even more so than reporting a normal like a human ghost (laughs) i think that a lot of it goes on both sides of that like both extremes because the people who don't believe that animals have souls and things like that aren't going to you know believe or think that even if they encountered the ghost of an animal that it was real or that they you know really saw it Or they're not really going to acknowledge it. And then you've got the people on the other side of the spectrum who wholeheartedly believe that animals have souls. But, you know, most animals have pure souls. Yeah. So there's no reason why they would be trapped here. Right. Typically. But, you know, going by like these stories that we're getting ready to share with you all, the reasonings for these ghosts make sense to me. Like the reasons why they're still here and stuff. Like most of them, you'll see what I mean when we t- when, once you hear them. But like, I feel like there's there's good reason for these for these spirits to still be here. And also a little bit later on in the episode, I do have a couple of little personal animal ghost stories that I want to share with everybody too so we'll get to that after we get to the after we get done with these like historical ghost sightings 
Okay, so the three most common types of ghost animals that people see are, are like dogs, cats, and horses. Uh, sometimes people also report birds as well. But most of these stories that I found, I primarily found dogs. And I think that makes a lot of sense because I know like going with the whole thing of like dogs are too pure so they're going to go on to the other side but also dogs are very like loyal to humans so them not passing on often makes sense as well and this first story that I have is about the blue ghost dog in Maryland so I've got two different sources for this story originally found it on ranker and then i went to another website that was more about like the history of like ghost sightings in the state of maryland and that website is called three notch paranormal investigations they've you know they've done more like uh, studies on paranormal sightings in maryland itself so the story of uh, the blue ghost dog is that in the 1700s there was a man whose name was charlie thomas sims and he was a soldier and he had a blue tick hound that was his you know his dog his pet he also uses it for for hunting because those things went hand in hand back in the day and um he had recently come into some money And he wanted to celebrate that he had come into this money. And he went to this tavern. And while he was there, after he got a few drinks in him, he started bragging to everybody about this gold and stuff that he had now. So when he left, some thieves cornered him and attacked him because they wanted, uh, clearly they were thieves. They wanted to steal his money. He, He and his dog fought these guys back, but eventually they were overpowered and the thieves killed them both. Now, one version of this story that I read after this point, one version of it said that the thieves could not take the money with them at that time, so they buried it. And when they came back the next day to retrieve it, there was a dog who was there where they buried the money at, and it was like a big blue tick hound, and it tried to attack them. And then the um, the leader of these thieves actually died after this interaction. Another version of this was that they left the body laying there. And there is this rock there that's called Peddler's Rock. But people do also refer to it as Blue Dog Hill because of the, the ghost sightings of the dog there. So they left the body laying there and were later told that he also had the deed to his new house on him and some more money. So they went back. And when they went back, the body was gone, but they were still met with the ghost dog who tried to attack them. And as long ago as that was, like, to this day, people still report hearing the sad, like, mournful howls of a dog there. And there are still sightings there on on that rock. Of course, too, you know, like, Halloween always has a lot of stuff, like, around it because that's the day when the spirits, like, the veil is so thin that there's, like, spirits that are easily seen everywhere. So, like, people are afraid to go to that rock on Halloween because of the ghost also. To me, I would understand why this dog would still be there. You know, he died tragically. Him and his owner both did. And he's just trying to protect what was left of his owner. That's what I think. Yeah, because like you said, dogs are just super loyal creatures. And it makes sense that specifically dogs wouldn't move on because, you know, they want to stay here with their humans. Now, I do wonder if there's also, you know, the spirit of his owner, too. Like, I wonder if he's still around as well. But 
if he is, he's completely overshadowed by the dog. Maybe the dog scares him too. He's, he's like, like, I'm just know- going to stay back here. You got this, my guy. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So yeah, I I like that story. I thought it was interesting. I was sad that that dog died like that, though, because I'm like, I mean, I just I get it and I don't get it. But like, why? Why do you got to kill the dog? <laughs> I guess honestly, the dog was probably attacking them and stuff. Yeah, that's what I would imagine as well. And because, you know, they're just crooks. Yeah, and I they mean, don't clearly, care. this dog was super loyal to its human. So like. I'm sure it was it was probably putting up just as much a fight as the the man was. So that's actually one of America's oldest ghost stories too, which I find really interesting. What year did you say that was from? Uh, the 1700s. I didn't oh, have wow. a yeah. I didn't have a specific year. I didn't see one on either thing that I read. I guess it would be kind of hard to uh, track that down. But like I did see in that one article that back in like starting in like 1750 there were all kinds of ghost reports and stuff at like starting around that time so i would say it started being reported you know like then i would imagine what what's your first one that you got okay so staying on a theme with the dogs my next one is also about a dog i found my story on ranker.com as well but you can also read about this one on the actual website for this hotel that i'm getting ready to mention it's called holly hotel Mm -hmm. and it's in michigan uh so this hotel is already known to be extremely haunted uh there is actually a famous paranormal investigator named norman gothier that went there back in 1989 and he quote unquote said it was loaded with spirits interesting uh, Besides this encounter that I'm getting ready to mention, many visitors reported smelling cigar smoke and floral perfumes while being there and hearing voices late at night. But apparently there is a little rat terrier that haunts this hotel named Leona, and it belonged to the previous owner, Mr. Hurst. Okay. But apparently guests uh, report seeing her all the time. They describe her as being like a small rat, a small white rat terrier. And they said that you can see and hear her running through the hallways that a lot of the times if you're out in the hallway, you can feel her brush up against your ankles. A lot of the chefs that work at the hotel report hearing her barking and howling early in the morning whenever they're making breakfast. Well, do you know, like, was she, what, do you know what she looked like when she was alive? Did there happen to be a picture? Yeah, there was a picture. It was a little white rat terrier. Okay. I was just wondering if it was one of those things where, like, she turned white as a ghost, you know? Well, from what I could tell, it was a black and white photo, so she might have been a different color, but it looked like she was white to me. Okay. She probably was. I just was like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) You know, I was like, sometimes, like, ghosts are, like, pale. Like, that's how I was just Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, she turned white because yeah. she's a ghost. Right. That's really cool, though. Also, did you say that she, like, runs up, like, do people hear her, like, barking in the hallway? It was the chefs that could hear her barking. They said that you could hear her bark, like, early, early in the morning. I just find that funny, too, because, like, rat terriers, they are very, uh, Yappy. Vocal, yes vocal yappy little dogs so like even in death she's like rah, 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 rah. honestly she probably does that at the chefs because she's like feed me right yeah give me a bite like, <laughs> she's just begging for some like whatever it is they're cooking she just wants a piece of sausage or something 
<laughs> that's so cute yeah oh we should go there we need to go there absolutely we need to go there chicken then... isn't that far no it's not we could go there and do a little investigation that'd be cool well it said that it's really haunted besides that anyway apparently there's a lot of stuff that goes on there like it's one of those hotels that like that's their uh, big gimmick is that it's like a ghost hotel Ooh, nice okay yeah we definitely should tra- check that out my other story that i found uh is about preston the boxer and this story comes from nashville tennessee because apparently i just can't get out of like the appalachian region like i just <laughs> have trouble migrating over talking about things in other states but about 50 years ago I'm annoyed that there's not an actual year about on this one either but so about 50 years ago on Halloween night this dog named Preston he was a boxer he was out with a group of kids who were trick-or-treating presumably he belonged to one of those children and one of the younger kids, it was like a little boy, he had ran out into the road because he dropped some candy as they were crossing the street and he ran out there to pick it up. And there was a vehicle that was like speeding down the road like it was going to hit him, you know, because he was hunched down in the road picking up this candy. They wouldn't even have saw him. Plus, they were also evidently going extremely fast. Preston runs out into the road and and like knocks the little boy out of the way and The little boy is saved, but this vehicle hit Preston and it hit him with such force that it knocked him into the bushes. So boxers are big dogs. This vehicle must have been going like super fast to knock a boxer through the air and into the bushes. But when the kids went over to check on him, he was not there and they never found his body. So it is said that on this street on Halloween night when like kids are trick-or-treating and stuff that they will see Preston like they'll see his ghost wandering around some kids report like if they get too close to the road they will feel something like nudge them back onto the sidewalk and the woman who was the sister of that little boy she leaves a dog biscuit out on her porch every Halloween as like an offering to Preston and has done that ever since the night that that happened oh that is so cute I know I love that story Preston the best boy yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's such a i thought that was such a cute little story and uh, that's so heartwarming it is i feel you know feel sad again that the dog died (laughs) but i'm like he continued to do his you know he continued to like protect kids even now even in the afterlife that's what he's doing because he just loves everybody so much he wants to make sure everyone's safe all right so this next one we're straying away from the cute little heartwarming stories a little bit uh this next one you guys have probably heard of because it's pretty widely known um is the demon cat of the Capitol. so apparently the united states Capitol building is haunted by a ghost cat this makes sense (laughs) (laughs) as it should be (laughs) so this demon cat is said to you know obviously be a black cat always with yep. glowing red eyes and uh it's said to usually just randomly appear out of nowhere and it scares passerbys but it has been reported to have been seen before important events and natural disasters so what that makes this specific spectral animal it's more of an, an elemental or a harbinger animal mm-hmm. rather than the entity ones which is mostly what we've 
talked about, like is like people's pets. This one is definitely not somebody's pet. So apparently this cat was reported to have been seen before the big stock market crash of 1929 and also before the assassination of President Kennedy in 63. You know, if this cat is actually like a demon or something like that, I know you probably remember I talked about it a little bit in like the Ouija board episode, but Mary Lincoln used to hold seances in the White House. So, I mean, maybe she like conjured this thing up somehow. That is a huge possibility because, I mean, you don't know what kind of crazy stuff has happened in these historic U.S. buildings anyway, you know, like. Right. But that that goes into a whole other thing. Like, I'm thinking like Illuminati top stuff. (laughs) That's another conversation. Yeah. But uh, you guys are welcome to message us and talk to us about that if you're interested in anything like that or if you have any wild theories you want to share. Yeah, that's a definite possibility. It could 100% be something that was brought in there by somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I can't think of another reason why it would be there. Like, that's such an odd place for it to be. Right. And it's like, it, it's evidently like a thing that pops up whenever something bad is going to happen, like a, you know, like a warning kind of thing. And when you do seances, you are opening up a portal that can bring in really like anything. So, I mean, it's real likely that she could have called that thing in there in one of her seances. And it's just, it's just been there ever since then, you know, because I mean, like, it's even possible she wouldn't even realize she did it. So, it wasn't ever like banished or anything like that. It's just kind of stayed there. Well, it doesn't seem like it's really bothering anybody besides the fact that it just like freaks them out, you know, like it just kind of shows up and it's like, Hey, I'm scary. And then it leaves. (laughs) (laughs) Which is just like a cat, you know? Yeah. It is very cat behavior. So, I mean, (laughs) that also adds up. Oh, that's interesting though. I honestly hadn't heard about that before. Oh, I found the story on several different websites. Now my actual info came from Ranker too, but when I was looking it up, like it's been reported a lot of people seeing this cat. So I, of course, you know, being a believer in the paranormal and the otherworldly and all that kind of stuff i've never discounted the fact that like a like animals could become ghosts and stuff especially like we were saying like dogs who are super attached to their humans and uh, an honorable mention kind of thing i want to talk about real fast just before i get into my personal stuff i did watch two different videos or no, I'm sorry, I watched three videos of ghost animals. Like, there was a surveillance video I watched from, like, this guy's security camera of his dog running around in his backyard playing with what, in my opinion, is most certainly a ghost dog. And you can see this dog, like, the ghost dog, like, run like running with his dog and then when his dog goes to, like, try to jump on it, you know how dogs will jump on each other when they're playing and stuff? His yeah. dog, his dog, like goes through that other dog. Oh wow! Yeah, and they just run around like chasing each other, like they're just out there playing. And then I saw another one too of a cat, like a cat with a little ghost cat following behind it, and it was like surveillance uh, footage too from like a a parking lot. And that, and actually, with the one with the cat, you can see as this cat's following it. At one point, the the ghost cat it fades out and comes back so like you can tell again you know that it is definitely like a ghost it's not a it's not just like a white cat walking behind this other one and then the other one that I think got a little bit popular too 
because I saw this one in a couple of spots was uh, this woman was filming her new puppy like running around in the house and there is what looks like the ghost of her old dog like kind of like follow in behind it at one point but a lot of people don't think that one's real they think that it was some sort of like a trick of the light or something like that <laughs> I love to watch those those sound so cute but yeah I'll, uh, I'll put links to those videos that way you all can watch them and, and let us know what you think about them um if they're real or not but I, I think they're real it's really interesting the, the other things I wanted to talk about so I have two stories just small little things that I just wanted to mention two these both are cat stories they're not dogs so <laughs> but one of them is like I used to work at a vet clinic and this clinic was like haunted. Now I would love to tell some of these stories at some point. I'm not getting I'm not gonna get super into it today. But I did believe that because of some of the things that were happening, that it was a possibility that the ghost that was there was some type of an animal. And one day, you know, we had like those little stainless steel like exam tables for the dogs and stuff to stand on or sit on whenever we would be like doing things. That way they're easier to clean. So I had just, I wiped down this exam table and walked out of the room and walked back into the room and there was cat paw prints on it on the top and bottom of it and I had just wiped it down so there was like no way that that should have happened there was no no animals in there nothing like I wiped this table clean and then these paw prints just popped up furthermore how would they be on the bottom right (laughs) so that was very interesting to me and I showed it to some of my co-workers because I was like you know I basically was like look I told you this ghost that's in here is a cat (laughs) (laughs) and then the other thing this story is sad and I'm sorry but I'm gonna I, I just it's just real small and it's nothing too crazy but I had a kitten one time that died and this was like my personal pet and this cat died like in front of me like it had something wrong with it I still am not positive about what happened exactly but anyway it just kind of like laid down in the floor and it died okay when this cat died I could literally see this like like see its spirit leave its body and I mean that in like a it was like a white mist kind of that like came up from this cat's body and then oh, it wow. was yeah, and then it was gone. And I still, like, wholeheartedly, I believe that that's what that was. I think that was that cat spirit, like, you know, passing on. Oh, absolutely. I, I believe that. I wholeheartedly believe that animals, you know, have souls and things like that. I mean, there's, I don't know how people believe that they don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't get that either because I'm like, I don't know. I mean, they're they're amazing. Like, they're pure. They are very innocent creatures and they have personalities and they love you and care about you and stuff and like I just don't see how they couldn't have a soul or a spirit or whatever you know that is very sad though it is and it was real sad and it was a difficult it was a difficult thing that I went through but but yeah I just kind of wanted to mention that those are like two of my personal stories all right everybody uh thank you all for checking out uh this week's episode i know we went with something that's a little bit far-fetched i guess but (laughs) no pun intended um (laughs) (laughs) but i really wanted to cover animal spirits and stuff because it's just an interesting topic to me and it's something that's overlooked 
And also this month, we didn't really want to do like a specific like Easter theme because, well, I mean, there's just various reasons. We just didn't want to do that. So we're just kind of focusing on where it's springtime. We're just doing like a little bit of an animal theme. So all of our episodes this month are going to be centered around something to do with animals. I'm not going to give it away. I'm not going to give away what we're doing, but you'll, you'll see as the month goes on. And also too... Just before this episode's over, I wanted to thank um, the uh, Wrestling with the Abnormal and Paranormal podcast for shouting us out on their episode last week. If anybody listens to that, that listens to us, uh, they know that that's my brother and his partner that do that show. Um, So I just kind of wanted to shout them out and thank them for, uh, for talking about our podcast and you all should go listen to them too because they, uh, they also cover paranormal and creepy stuff. Mostly it's cryptid stuff and they also do some true crime kind of things too. So everybody should go listen to that. That's also available through Anchor and uh, Spotify and iTunes and stuff too. Yeah, and if you guys are interested in adding them, you can find them um, on Facebook and Instagram under Nate Hewitt and Dahlia Monroe. Yeah, and they are both professional wrestlers. They're really cool. They have some really cool contents. But yeah, uh, so thank you all for checking us out this week. Um, you can follow our podcast at uh, on Instagram at the Midnight Moth Podcast. You can follow our co-ghost on their own <laughs> on her own ghost account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys can follow me under uh, er- <laughs> <laughs> You can follow me under the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. That's for the next episode, though. <laughs> Uh, you guys can follow me at TMM underscore co-ghost. And as always, our DMs are open. We love to hear from you guys. If you guys want to message us about anything that, you know, you heard that maybe we messed up on and like we're open to criticism. Just don't be mean. <laughs> yeah, don't be meanies because like we're a little sensitive. Like I can take <laughs> it, but I, you know, not, not too much. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll just fight you, so. <laughs> I'll cry, and I'll watch Wednesday fight you. As I cry. <laughs> but no, for real, we are, we are open to hearing from you guys. And that's for anything. If you just want to, like, you know, message us and be like, hey, what's up? Like, we'll just, you know, we'll talk to you guys. If you have any stories that you'd like to be shared on our podcast, we're always open to hearing those. You can also email us. Yes, our email is the Midnight Moth Podcast at gmail.com. And that's a good place if you want, if you have any stories that you would like for us to share on our uh, show, if you have things you'd like featured on our Instagram account, that's the best place to reach out to us at to send us that kind of stuff. Also, if you would like to be a guest on the show, you can reach out to us there too. Yeah, we're all. We're open for guests right now, if anybody's interested. (laughs) We're all open. (laughs) We're good with anything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just talk to us, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Please. Um, wherever you're listening to this app, please give us a, a review, a rating, you know, give us some feedback. Let us know how you're feeling about this show. We really appreciate all the love and support that we've gotten so far, though. And we are going to keep on doing this. And um, we will see you back here next Friday with a new episode. Um, until then, we'll keep the lantern burning for you. <laughs>